Hello, everyone, and welcome to What's Your Mess with Tracy B. Armstrong. And today we have another special guest. We have the queen, Queen Renee. Go ahead and tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Well, my name is Renee, the hostess with the mostest. No, <laughs> but my name is Renee Linsome. I am a Buckeye. I am from O-H-I-O to all my Ohioans out there. I am the only kid. You, if, if you don't remember anything else, remember that I'm an only child of two musicians, a singer and a organ player. So um, to, this, to this day, I write. I help people write their books and their blogs and articles. Um, so I am truly a... I guess one thing you could say is I'm a renaissance woman. So I love to sing. I love to write. I love to film. Um, I wear many hats to this day. And I'm a wife. So that puts another another log on the fire. So um, oh, yeah. multiple roles, multiple roles. Multiple yes. Roles. Yes. So those are so many things that you do now, right? Yes. I know. I've heard you speak before. I've even heard you sing wonderful, beautiful voice of great speaker. But I know that it hasn't always been like that. So for our listening audience, could you tell them a little bit about your mess and something that you've gone through? You know, before before I call myself a queen now, but I wasn't, I didn't always feel like I was years ago. Um, in my early 20s, when I was 21, my uh, my mother suddenly passed away. Suddenly, it was quick, and we had plans that whole that whole weekend because it was Mother's Day coming up. And I was like, "Mom, we're gonna do this. We're gonna do that. I'm gonna take you to church. We're gonna go out to eat. All these plans that we had." And they found her in her apartment the following day after Mother's Day, and. It was bad to say the least. Um, I felt like for the longest time I, I sat on the inside looking out, watching my life just fall apart, which is actually what happened slowly but surely. Um, we buried her on May 27th of, 20, of 2007. And my family was all saying, Renee, you know, be strong and be strong. And, and I didn't know what that was when my mother was my cheerleader. And my mother it was me and my mom against the world. And so my mom always hyped me up, said, Renee, you could do it, you could do it. And I believed that I could. But then when she died, I was like, I don't believe I can do anything. Um, I was like, I'm 21 years old. I still have a long time ahead of me, but I didn't feel like I did. Um, I felt dead. I felt dead, completely dead. I, I can still to this day, sometimes it's, it's easy for me to smile and, and sometimes pass it off, but I truly was in a lot of pain and a lot of darkness because um, it happened suddenly. It was, it was like, you know, my mother, my mother ate well, she exercised, she was 50 years old. I was like, there should be no excuse, there's no reason. But it happened, and boy, my social life, I don't think you could call it that, because I don't even think I necessarily had one. 
Um, you know, I had some of my friends that were like, we wanted to come to the service, but they couldn't come. Um, even my best friend um, that I went to high school with, I don't think I had, I only had one friend that came and things, I mean, you know, so I only had one friend that was there, but I just, I was hurting. I was hurting a lot. I even, I still, I still went back to school eventually that, that fall semester, but it was just all messed up. Um, yeah, I, summer that she passed, we actually moved out of her apartment on my birthday, on my 22nd birthday. And that was probably the crappiest birthday I have ever had to this day because my family was there, but we were boxing everything up and moving out of the apartment. And I didn't have any place to go. I had a friend, the same friend that came to the service. She had offered to, you know, for me to stay with her. And I was like, okay. But then she kicked me out maybe a few weeks later. And so I was homeless. Wow. I didn't have anywhere to go. I stayed with I think I, I stayed with my cousin for a little bit, but her friends were always trying to use me for my car, use me for a ride. And so that didn't last too long. And the girl that I really hadn't known that long, um, she literally asked her parents if I could stay and they let me stay. And me and her and that whole process, we got really cool. And we're still cool, actually still to this day. Um, and, but it was just, I went back to school eventually and I failed every last one of my classes, every last one of them. I didn't care. I had, I think my grades came out and I actually laughed at it. I actually laughed at it because I was like, and I knew literally my, my, Grade point average was 0, 0.0. I failed all of them. I was like, so I, yeah, it was so, yeah. okay. So you you unloaded a lot right there. I did. <laughs> I'm gonna go back really quickly. Mm -hmm. Let's go back. Let's go back. Okay. So that the audience can get a clear picture. Okay. You were 21. You mm -hmm. were in college. Uh-huh. Um, what year of college were you in? Because you were talking about your grades. What year in college? I was a sophomore. I was a sophomore in college. Okay. So you're a sophomore in college. Your mother passes away unexpectedly. And you're, I'm assuming you're off away at college. Yes. Sorry. Yes. I'm away at school. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so then you come home. So you stopped going to college. So you quit college. Hmm. Well, when I got kicked out of school. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you got kicked yeah, out because of your great. So so mentally. So let let's go mentally. Let's go back to your mental state. You kind mm -hmm. of addressed it, but I just want to mentally. What were the thoughts you were thinking when that happened? The two things that I thought that I always had going for me was one, my mother, and the fact that I had a plan for my life was going to school. So now you have that neither one of those things are there. 
So um, now I am truly in a dark space mentally where I thought about committing suicide. I literally thought it, but I had no means to do it. So that was the only reason why I didn't do it because I didn't have anything. I didn't have anything where I could because I wanted to strongly. Um, people didn't necessarily check up on me at that time. So I just felt like it was just me by myself against the world. And, and I was like, so mentally, I, I did some things that I shouldn't have done. Like, you, you know, I drank, a, I drank some more. I, I smoked a little bit more and it wasn't cigarettes. You know, I smoked weed. I smoked marijuana. It, I'm glad I didn't do any of the heavier stuff, but I partied a lot, a lot more. I was engaging in a lot of just casual sex because I just, I just didn't care. Right. That's um, that's what I was going to ask you next. I was going to ask about your emotional state. You were in an emotional status of you didn't care anymore. And you were doing these other things to take to try to take away the pain, mm -hmm. pain. And then you said socially, you did it. You talked about how socially you were you're partying more. So are you in school still at this time when you're doing that? I was. I got um, when I was in class. I don't think I I wasn't necessarily, but when I got kicked out of classes for like a, it was actually for a semester because I took classes in fall of 2007 but then I was kicked out for um, spring and summer classes and I wasn't eligible to come back until that fall of 2008. So I literally was with friends most of the time and they would travel and they would go to places and I would go. Um, and we would go to Cincinnati, Ohio. So, cause my school was actually maybe a few hours away from Cincinnati. So we would go to, um, we would go up there, party and talk to different guys. And, and I was just going, 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 going with them. Not necessarily doing anything productive, but I was just like, I was like, I met my first boyfriend around that time. I, it was just, was going a lot not doing anything just and I ended up cutting things off with him because he was getting too close which is funny he was getting close but I didn't want to get close so I dumped him <laughs> because I was like everybody that's around me eventually leaves or dies so how do you expect me to get close to you and you want me to be close I'm, I'm not ready for that so I dumped him wow so very powerful what you just said you said everyone around you leaves or dies so you pretty much put up a wall to where you didn't want anyone to get close mm -hmm. wow so your status of life right there your status of life automatically is starting to change after the death of your your mom okay so how in the world did you come out of this because because I'm, I'm putting the timeline together so that was 2007 you were 21 yeah. 21 just becoming quote unquote an adult right and mm -hmm. 
And so 22, so so I'm going back again. Cause you said you went back to the house, packed up the stuff, and you because it was just you and your mom. Is right. that and so now you had no place to live. You you I ain't even gonna talk about family. So your family wouldn't take you in. I mean, took you in, but how did that work? And the interesting thing is we were living in my mom, my mom and I for years were living in Akron because that's my hometown from from Akron, Ohio. And so by a year before she passed away, she moved to Columbus, Ohio, and she wanted to be somewhat closer to me because I was only two hours away from Columbus. So when she packed up and moved and we had to get get that apartment cleaned out and stuff, I was already away from home. So um, my aunts and my uncles were about two or three hours away, but no, no, none of them put, none of them asked me to stay with them for that, that time, which I probably would have, and I probably would have eventually went back to school that fall, but yeah, nobody, nobody asked me, um, so I had to look at family that was in Columbus, which I only had my two cousins, and none of, and neither one of them had their own place, so I was just kind of like, wow, in limbo there and um it was yeah it was wow. really dark <laughs> uh, some of my family had already moved out of state some of them um and so there was a lot of them that I was just like I can't, I can't count on the ones that are already out of state so I just was like you're gonna have to stay here and just kind of suck it up buttercup a little bit because you don't have anywhere else and I couldn't go down to my school early. I, so I just was kind of like, I don't have a choice but to stay and tough it out. So you lost your mom, failing out of school, lost your place of living, homeless, having to live with someone else's family. Thank goodness that that person you know, was willing to take you in. And then what happened, what, what what happened to change the situation? How did you clean up that mess? Eventually I, um, that whole time that I was out of school, that I was just like, oh, you know, um, and I was partying and all that, all those things. I had some time, <laughs> I had a lot of time to really think and I lost track of my goals. I lost track of the things that Renee always said that she wanted to do. And it was around this time that one of the ladies at my school, I love her, she invited me to go to her church, which coincidentally I was going to that church, but I stopped going because my mother had passed. <laughs> So she invited me to go to our church and I started going and I was like, okay, I like this. I like it here. Even though I still was messing up, I still was doing my own thing, but I started to go. And, and one day um, the word had went forth and 
and the preacher was saying like like man I know you've been through a whole lot and 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 it really really hit me and the pastor's wife has said has, has said Renee I, I lost I lost my father too you know and and you know and kind of told me some of the things that she was going through and I realized that for the first time that I wanted to live I actually had prayed that God would just let me die because I didn't I didn't know how to stop the pain. So I just prayed, like, just, just let me die. I, I can't do this. I don't even want to do this. I don't even know how. I realized that day, um, for the first time that I actually wanted to live, that I still had a lot to live for. You know, my mom still, my mom may, may have passed away, but it didn't mean that she didn't love me. Um, and the things that she taught me, I could still hold on to those things. And I wanted to live. I wanted to live, Tracy. And I was, I just cried. I literally, and I said, I can't go back there. I said, I can't, I can't go back to where I was. And it was just this kind of, you know, like that light bulb that comes on. And I said, I can't go back. So um I went back to class eventually I went back to class and <laughs> the funny thing is, is took my classes I did pretty good and then I got a a C or a D in one of my classes and they threatened to kick me out again because my GPA had ran low and I literally wrote this letter Tracy and I said I, I said before I didn't care I said but now I do care you have to keep me in here I've got to finish. I've got to finish. And I stayed. They let me. And, and, and that, okay. That is awesome. And what I'm trying to see is what, like you went to church. Mm -hmm. Someone say something to you. Or like, what was it mentally? Because it, it had to start mentally. What was it mentally that made you start to care? Because you you said it like this. You said you decided you wanted to live. Was there mm -hmm. anything that happened that made you say, you know what? I can't go back. I want to live. Or was it just going and being at that service? That service is what started it. And then realizing too that a lot of people have dealt with loss. And you can either let it kill you or you can use it as a stepping stone to rise. You can, and I, I allowed myself to sulk. I allowed myself to be miserable. I allowed myself to damage everything in my path. I was like a, an emotional tornado. I allowed it and I did it. It's, it's not probably one of the best parts of my life, but I learned a lot about myself in that mess because it was ugly. Um, but it started with that service and then it just grew and I kept going to church I kept going and then I just kind of was like okay what are you going to do with this Renee are you going to 
go back or are you going to keep going forward to see what's going to happen next? Because the way that where I was at, there was only one way that it was going to lead me to. There's only one way. And that was either, you know, saying I was going to be death or something or me being incarcerated somewhere because I don't know what would have happened. So I chose not to go to the left, but I chose to go to the right and keep going. And that's where I'm still at. Okay. And so, so I'm going to go back to pick up where you left off. So you wrote the letter. They allowed you to stay in college. Um, go from there so so you made the choice that you wanted to live you wanted to keep going you know so how how are you now socially and how did your status of life change man well I graduated from school so (laughs) I I was really proud of myself right then because I was like hey you did um where I'm at now is I still have my days where I miss my mother. And now um, a few years after my mother, my father passed away. So um, now I was like, Ooh, I'm, I was ending my twenties and I had lost both of my parents. And so, but now I'm just, I'm at a point where I still grieve sometimes. Yeah, I still do. And I'll be like, like, mom, I'm married now. I wish you were here. You know, we want to have kids. I wish you were there to be, to be grandma. But I, I remember the things that she taught me and I still use them. And I say like, well, mom, you was right all along. I, I, I remember, I don't, I don't think sometimes I was, I didn't think sometimes I was paying attention Miss Tracy, but I was, and it stuck. And I'm in a great space now um, because socially I'm a little bit more out there where I'm just like, hi, blah, 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 you know, and I want to shine my light before I, I was really afraid to shine my light because I was like, well, what if people, what if people don't like me? What if somebody says something really derogatory about me and, and it hurts my feelings. Now I'm just like, if they don't like it, okay, they can kind of lump it. This is me, this is Renee, and I'm going to shine my light. I'm, I have to. I'm going to be responsible if I don't. And I choose. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be irresponsible about it, but I'm in a better space now. Um, before I hid a lot of things, I, I put a lot of things in me, and I wouldn't express them right out. Now I'm like, well, I don't like that. How about we do something like this? Or I'm easier now to actually say what's on my heart than to just keep it all in and I don't say anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've grown a lot. I had to grow a lot because of the death of my mom. It forced me to grow up, I think probably a little bit before I wanted to, but I still had to. And I'm glad that I did because I could still be one of those people that are in their 60s and 70s and still still damaged over what happened 30 years ago. And I don't want to be one of those kind of people. Right. Ooh, that's I good. don't want to be that. I mean, I just wasted 30 years. Yeah. If I spent 30 years of my life being mad, I just wasted 30 years. I don't have that kind of time. Right. So let, let's talk about that really quickly, because that was very powerful. 
You did not want to waste 20, 30, 40, 50 years of your life because of the situation that happened in your 20s. Can you tell the listeners or give some suggestions or advice if there is someone going through a similar type of mess? Because you had several messes right there within that one situation. What advice could you give to someone on how they can clean up their mess? Let me take off my glasses. I feel like my husband sometimes. It is really important. You do not put yourself um, in an emotional prison. My, my issue that I had is I didn't want to say anything to anybody. People rarely knew what was going on inside my head because I was just like, well, I can't, I can't, I can't be like that to people. You know, what are people gonna, I, I put my, I, I didn't even know what the expectations were, but I was expecting like, well, they're not going to care. Renee, you're just going to have to do this yourself. You're just going to have to go through this by yourself. You don't, you don't have any brothers and sisters, Renee. You know, I mean, you're just going to have to deal with this. You don't have to do that. There are people that love you, that appreciate you, and you have to be willing to put yourself out there and say, hey, you may not have to say necessarily that I need help, but be like, hey, you know, can you tell me what you think about this? If I would have had one person, really, you know, while while I was burying my, my mother, if I would have had one person that had been like, Renee, I'm praying for you. Everything's all right. You know that I'm here. And I would have gone to them and they said, okay, Renee, I'm here. I think I would have averted some of those things that I went through because I just would have been... I didn't have any, I didn't feel like I had anybody to where I could just be like, here, I'm going through this. But there are, but there were people around me. I just chose to alienate everybody because I was just worried that like, well, you're just going to leave. My mom said that she was going to be, that she was all going to have my back. And where is she? So let people in. Let people see you. I'm not going to say sit here and say that to to everybody because not everybody is for you. But there are people in your life that are for you. No man, my pastors always say, no man is an island. We all need each other. I can draw from from Queen Tracy's experiences. She can draw from, from mine. We can be stronger together because we can convey each other our truth. Convey your truth. You don't have to stay there. You don't have to. You know what I'm saying? I didn't have to. I chose to stay there for a while, but I didn't have to. Mm. And I just want to what you just said. You said you chose to stay in that state for a while. And you said if one person would have come to you and said, hey, Renee, it's okay. I got your back. I'm here for you. A lot of times, everyone, it just takes that one person. 
sometimes you might have to be that one person to go and help someone else out of their mess. And then, like you just said, sometimes you're going through a mess and you can help someone else with your message. Because to me, I feel like your mess becomes a message. That's right. That's right. You didn't go through that situation for nothing. You Mm -hmm. actually now have a message to give to those who may be going through the same grief, the same situation that you went through. And so you, you, you call yourself Queen Renee now. <laughs> I do. How did you become the queen after all of this? Accepting. Truly, truly. You know that, I think I said in the keynote, how they have those, those five stages of grief by Cooper Ross, and one of them is acceptance. Knowing who you, knowing who you are. And I'm in a place where now I know who I am and I know who I'm not. Am I perfect? Nope. But one thing that I am is I'm Renee and I'm true to me and I'm true to the people that are around me. When you're around me, you know what you, you, you know what you get. I am like, okay, all right. I try to be there for people, but also to make sure I'm there for Renee and all my quirks, all of those things that sometimes make me when I look at myself like, Renee, why'd you do that? I'm like, what is going on with you? And saying, it's okay, because I am who I am. And so when you know who you are, people will continue to come come closer to you because there's no half-stepping when it comes to you. You're like, okay, this is me all right, I'm here to help you. I'm not going to drag you down. I'm here to uplift. People are going to be attracted to people like that because they're like, okay, I, hey, you know, I tell my husband, I said, I said, you cut me sometimes, but even when he cuts, I know exactly who he is and I know how he meant it because I know his heart. The same way goes for us. When we know who, who, who we are and people are like, okay, all right, Renee may be a lot of things, but Renee got my back. She crazy a little bit, but she got my back. Absolutely, I do. So that's what makes me a queen. I know my imperfections. I'm working on them. (laughs) I'm working on them, but I'm grateful, and I feel like the positives outweigh the negatives. So that's true queens. They're working on those imperfections, but they are getting better and better and what makes them better right every day and what um you you i know you write so um is there any way that people can see you again outside of this podcast what are some other things that you're doing now oh my goodness what is renee doing oh well i am a blogger i have a blog that is called into the sunshine from out of the rain that's one way you can find me um funny enough I came up with that name when I was 12 years old and I said mom I like this name I think I'm gonna write a book from this name and she said that's a really good I like that name and it stuck with me ever since I was 12 so I made a blog about it but it's a personal development blog so you feel free to read that it's 
a lot it's more it's my truth just different things that I'm learning different things that I'm seeing that pop up now and I'm like "Mm, okay I'm gonna write about this and just kind of shine some light and put some encouragement in there because I love to encourage people um but feel free to to uh to read my blog um yeah let me see I'm sunshine blogger on tiktok I'm always trying to be out out there I don't know what I'm trying to do Miss Tracy Lord have mercy but yeah I'm on there I'm on pretty much every platform Uh, my personal page is Renee God's Girl Linsome on Facebook I'm sharing something always trying to be a resource be a light somebody else somebody needs it I needed it so somebody else is gonna need it too exactly okay that's awesome and I will make You went mute there. And so all of those details will be available if you want to check out Queen Renee after this podcast. So again, this is Tracy B. Armstrong, and I'd like to leave you all with a message. If you want to stay sad, live in the past. can't hear you. You're frozen there.